This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. The cure for discouragement. Open up your Bibles to the book of Job chapter 42 from verse 10. It says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. It means the Lord changed his story. He changed his situation. The disposition around him changed when he did something. And the Lord turned around the captivity of Job. I see God turning someone's captivity this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. And when, when did he turn it? He said when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So God compensated him for all the trauma that he had gone through. He went through a lot of trauma. Lost his children. Lost his girls. Lost his boys. Lost his business. Lost his honor. His dignity. He was debased. He was reduced. In that region, he was the richest. But after the crisis blew, bam, hit him, he became the last. His business collapsed. Even the relationship between his wife collapsed. He went through psychological trauma. He went through spiritual trauma. He even went through the trauma of his body because his body was traumatized. Remember that he had sore all over his body. He was sick. It was unbearable. Not only that, he lost the only relationship closest to him. When his wife saw all these things, his wife told him, he said, curse God and die. He looked at her, he could not believe. My wife, this situation has also <laughs> almost has made me not only to lose the relationship between myself and my wife, also my wife has almost even lost her mind. He said, curse God and die. Just give up. But something happened. God turned around his captivity. When did God turn around his captivity? It was when he changed his position. He repositioned himself to recondition his situation for the better. Remember that he was the one that needed to be prayed for when his friends came to see him, to console him. But as soon as he said no, I am not going to be a victim anymore. Before now, we see that he even cursed the day that he was born and the night he was conceived in his mother's womb. Oh, he said he would have been dead. Why was he even born? But God changed his situation. When he changed his position, his disposition changed. He repositioned himself from being a victim. He was the one that needed the prayer points people to pray for. After all, he was the one going through all the affliction. But he says, no, I refuse to be a victim. I'm going to change my position. And as soon as he did that, he was not the one encouraging his friend. He was not the one praying for his friend. And as soon as he did that, God turned around his captivity and gave him times two. That is how you can forcefully change your situation. 
Don't allow this crisis to put you in a situation where you are just pitying yourself, where you are just crying, where you are just weeping, where you are just bemoaning or complaining. God wants you to change your position. As soon as you do that, you will begin to see a higher level of grace working in you. Listen very carefully. The grace of a giver is higher than the grace of a receiver. The apostle says that even Jesus, the master, taught them that it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give. The giver is more blessed. The giver is more refreshed. The giver is more encouraged. So when you find yourself in a situation where you are in crisis, it is time for you to wake up and say, no, I do not want to be the one receiving the sympathy and everybody just sympathizing and praying for me. No, I am the one now who will go out by the virtue of what I've experienced because there is no pain, no pain, no pain that should be a waste in your life. Convert it. He said, no, I am the one who will pray for you. And as soon as he started to pray for them, God says, Haha, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. And God turned around his captivity and gave him twice as much. I pray for someone in the precious name of Jesus, you will stop being the victim in this season. In your personal life, stop being the victim in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do not play the victim. Don't. When a man plays the victim, number two, the man plays the victim. The man sees himself as a failure. Every time you see yourself as a failure, you are playing the victim. Do you know that there is a grace that you can engage to start afresh? Do you know that it is not a bad thing for you to grieve over your mistakes? But after you have grieved over your mistakes, you bury your mistakes. Bury the grief. Bury it. Bury it. Don't live in regrets. Some people are still regretting even when they come before God and say, God, I committed this sin many years ago. Father, please forgive me again. And God is saying, what are you saying to me? I cannot even remember. Because I have, forgot, I have forgiven you. He's one that says he forgives us our sins and remembers them no more. Why are you going reminding God? I made this mistake in 1930. <laughs> this is how I fumbled. See how my life is. See, if not, just, if not because of that single mistake, I will have been better off. Listen. Never make statements like that again. Never. Don't. Bury your mistakes. Bury them and move ahead. Do you know that God also did something? When I read this by myself many, many times, he touched my heart because I wanted to find a reason. I wanted to know why. That God himself repented of man. See what the Bible says here. In the book of Genesis chapter 6 from verse 5 to 8. See, this was God. After he had created man, he created him and all the creations. 
it is good, it was good, it will declare it was good. This was his testimony. This was his testimony. After he created man and all that, he looked again and said, ah, this is very, very good. So God had a good intention. He had a good intention. He engaged a very powerful project. Let us make man in our own image. But do you know what? That project became a failure. It became a massive failure, a colossal failure. And see what God says here. Genesis 6 from verse 5 to 6. It says, And God saw that the weakness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of his thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord, for he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. God was sorry. It repented him. Can you imagine? This was God. Does it mean that God is a failure? No. Now, here you will see what God did. After this, you will see what God did. God says, no, even though it grieved me, even though I regret, so to speak, even though I repent, I feel sorry for making man, I am not going to be on the receiving end. Immediately, I will do something about it. And God said what? He said, I will clean up everything. I will clean up all the mess. I will cause the flood to come and clean up everything and start afresh. So there was a man called Noah that found favor in the eyes of God and built the ark. And God started again. Listen, God is starting something afresh. Hallelujah. This, was, this is God, the almighty God, starting something afresh. You can start something afresh, hallelujah. You can begin something anew, hallelujah. You can make your past, past, hallelujah. Why wouldn't you embrace the future that God has for you? For the future is great. May I say unto someone here, what is in the future is greater than what is in your present or your past. Wouldn't you stand up in life and embrace the great future that God has for you instead of grieving? Listen very carefully. Not because things around you have failed. Maybe your children, maybe your business, maybe your ministry, maybe your work, maybe your career. It does not mean that you are a failure. You are a failure if you do nothing about it. You are a failure if you keep regretting and keep going to the past. For regret means that you living in the bad past. Why would you do that to yourself? Even God, after I repented him and it gave his soul, did something and say, no, the past is past. Let me embrace the future. And even through that, God was able to bring the second Adam, Jesus, into the world. Hallelujah. And now he has many sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who are enjoying the newness of life in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I pray for someone here. I pray for you that your life will not end up a disaster. Hallelujah. Therefore, in this time and this season, go 
Speak something pleasant to someone. Let your words be seasoned with salt. Let it carry grace. People are, are on the edge. Say something good to your wife. You don't know what she's going through. Say something good to your children. Say something good to your subordinate. Say something good, hallelujah, to your superior. When you meet someone on the street, say something good. Say something good to your customer. Call the brethren in the church and encourage them. Even though you might be discouraged, you can turn the table around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Become a channel of God's power. Become a pipe, a means of God's glory. Become a portal of God's audacity. Hallelujah. 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 Be a conduit of God's encouragement to someone and then you will see that you will be refreshed and your life will change. Praise the name of the Lord. Let it be the last time you will ever pity yourself and say, why am I living in a time like this? Let it be the last time you will open up your mouth and say, why am I born into this family? Is God that? Some people are saying, I'm blaming their families and saying, oh, it's a generational cause from my father's house, from my mother's house. You keep blaming things, blaming things, blaming things, blaming things. Why am I from this family? Why is it that my family is occultic? Do you know that God knows all things? He knows the reason why you are born to that home. Stop complaining about your dysfunctional family. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't blame anyone. Don't blame your ancestry. Listen very carefully. If you succeed, ha, it is your choice. If you fail, you are the one who is at fault. May I say unto you, everything you need in life, everything that regards godliness and life, God has given it unto you abundantly. So take responsibility. Hallelujah. And don't point fingers and say it is you, it is you. It's my father's house. Demons are chasing me. Altars are chasing me from my mother's house. Listen very carefully. Take responsibility. Because when it comes to the time that you will give account, God is not going to ask you, was it your father's house demon that has caused you to be an immoral person? Was it your father's house altar that has caused you to fail in ministry? Haven't you seen yourself? Did my word not say that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Ah, what about the sacrifice? The painful sacrifice that I did by releasing Jesus to you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If I did not spare my son but gave him up for you, how will I not with him freely give you all things? All things are mine. Say, oh my God, all things are yours. Hallelujah! All things are yours. All things are yours. The Bible says, be the powers, be the principalities, be the things seen and unseen. All things are yours and ye are God's. Hallelujah. 
and ye are Christ and Christ be God hallelujah so all things are yours take responsibility this season don't say it is happening to other people therefore it must cripple me no may I say to someone here this morning you are not handicapped no you are not handicapped you are not helpless your case is not hopeless you are not exposed you are not disabled no 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 stand up and take charge hallelujah face it hallelujah and you see the walls crumbling in the precious name of Jesus Christ something happened as I conclude a couple of years ago and lately God was speaking to me and said to me Holy Spirit took me it was like a vision all of a sudden I saw myself in the car and as I was driving it was very real I saw the rain falling heavy rainfall very heavy rainfall very heavy rainfall and he says can you see and I couldn't see very well he said put on your wiper because if you drive with this level of visibility you will crash you will crash you cannot drive from here to Lagos inside in a I mean a rainstorm a very serious wind heavy downpour without a wiper you will crash it will slow you down so I put on the wiper and it was just pop, 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 pop. I could see clearly he said yes this is what I'm trying to say when you weep and weep and weep there is a time that you have to clean and wipe your tears so you can see the great future that I have for you otherwise you will be a casualty in life something happened a couple of years ago well, someone whose husband was sick, they did everything, we prayed, did all. But the man died. Now, when he was sick, he was in the hospital. I saw, I had the opportunity of seeing the in-laws and everybody was just happy. You know, and walking and praying. We prayed together, do everything and trusting God together. I thought they were very cooperative. Not until this brother died because we were close to his wife. As soon as he died, everything changed. It looks as if I was watching a movie on African Magic Channel. I have heard this. I have read about it, but I've never seen it. As soon as the man died, she was still weeping and crying. The in-laws came, ransacked, entered into her privacy. Do you know what it means to enter into your bedroom? And we're searching for papers, collecting CFOs. God bless the man when he was alive. Collecting CFO, collecting valuables. She couldn't do anything. She was still crying. 
they went to the hospital and collected the death certificate like a joke this was supposed to be her response she was still crying and she had three children good nice children young we said to her madam open up your eyes clean wipe your tears the journey is still far be alert she stood she had to block them otherwise they cause more damage this is what is happening to the children of God there is a time to weep but God is saying weep not there is a time for you to walk if you have lost your husband you are crying it's enough for you to cry if you have lost your job or your salary has been slashed that grieving is over that mourning is over clean and wipe your tears so you can see the goodness that is before you hallelujah so you can see the direction that I'm leading you hallelujah so you can move in that direction so the enemy will not be able to steal further from you may I say unto someone here this morning hallelujah become a channel of peace become a channel of grace become a channel of encouragement hallelujah cleanse your face change your attitude put on new clothes put on a new garment consistent with where God is taking you to it is time for you to reposition yourself to change your situation and your condition for the better and I pray that you in this time and this season will break through in Jesus mighty name this season will not overwhelm you the crisis of life be they global be they international be they national or oh, some people have personal crisis may I say that this crisis will not consume you in the precious name of Jesus you are breaking forth expect something good to happen to you hallelujah hallelujah embrace the new in jesus we believe you have been blessed by this message to download this message please visit our podcast at the throne room on your handheld device or computer for any inquiries call 08087 or visit the life center at number 20 colorado close off dame street maitama abuja you can also visit our website www.rccgthroneroom.org You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.